Welcome to The Digital Well, a podcast by Blaine Warren. Being digital in financial services today means many things to many people, and I intend to explore that here. To ask a question or submit a comment to The Digital Well, simply find me on Twitter at Blano, B-L-A-N-O, or go to thedigitalwell.com. Thanks for listening, and I hope to hear from you soon. Hosting and bandwidth and the PowerPress plugin for podcasting on your WordPress website are provided by Blueberry, found at blubrry.com. Additional Digital Well sponsors include Message Watcher, a modern email and social media archiving platform. Find out more at www.messagewatcher.com. And also, don't miss out on Grant Street Creatives, Creative Retainers, and Design Assistance for websites, search engine optimization, and any of your creative design needs. Find them at grantstreetcreative.com. Welcome back to the Digital Well. This is Blaine Warren, and today we're doing a little bit of a recap from the TD Ameritrade National Conference. That was hosted in San Diego at the Grand Hyatt, January 28th through the 31st. And I spent some time there in the Business Consulting Lounge talking social media compliance, technology, privacy, and security for attendees, and also held a breakout session on Thursday, the first day of the conference, where we spent about an hour diving into privacy and security. One of the biggest areas that came up in that discussion is our behavior, right? The, the kind of the bad habits that don't feel like bad habits, they feel like conveniences or making things easier. That is often the slippery slope to security issues or privacy issues with our data or with our accounts versus a failure of technology. So certainly we know Target can be hacked, Home Depot can be hacked, LinkedIn or Twitter or another system can be compromised and that's a failure of technology when, when someone or a concerted effort to attack them occurs. However, also what heightens the risk for us as individuals because we generally speaking are not targets uh, to any hacker as an individual unless we are extremely visible, a celebrity uh, in any shape or form around the world can become a target. However, for the rest of us, we still have issues with lapses in security, account compromises, loss of data, and a lot of that does come from our behavior. And where we spent the crux of the time in the middle of the conversation was around passwords. And we know I've spoken about this before over several years and many podcasts about kind of the broken nature of passwords. That's not new. We know that. And we know that folks are trying to figure out what can we do better. However, there is a way to improve our performance with passwords and reduce the risk. We can't eliminate it. Nobody's bulletproof. Uh, there's no way to be bulletproof unless you unplug. And that's not gonna happen because of the way that we engage uh, and need to be active and connected online today. So bottom line, uh, it's the password for us as an individual that we can control every day. That's the passwords for our portable devices, for our computers, for the accounts we use, both personal and professional, and we need to take steps to do a better job. And one of the simple ways to overcome password issues is to use a password manager. Now here's the reason I shared this story uh, with the entire audience as we were speaking, is that even though I came up in the technology world, I ultimately had a role as the chief information officer and now counsel organizations about technology, I too had a bad habit, right? I use the same password on many sites. 
I felt that it was difficult and complex, so it wasn't just password or one, two, three, four, or one of the, the terrible choices that some folks make, but I still used it on more than one site. And when my account on LinkedIn was compromised, that was an email address and a password that I used on dozens of sites. That was a very painful and very visible wake up call for me that even though I was conscious of security and taking steps to protect myself with encryption and the way I handled my systems and the way I handled my accounts, I was still leaving a big glaring hole in the center by doing that. And that was the final step that led me to password managers very actively uh, across the board. Three things to remember about password managers. You wanna pick one that's well-reviewed, critically by technology writers and technology researchers. You would like to use something also too that is very heavily used by many different types of users, right? So it's been through what in the tech world we call use cases and scenarios so that they've been able to figure out and navigate to the, to the better ways to operate and manage their platform. And third, you wanna pick a password manager that is very flexible in how it can be used across platforms. Um, and there are several and I'll mention them here in a moment. The key then is to remember your password manager gets installed on your computer, it goes into your web browser or browsers if you use multiple browsers. It will import your passwords from the existing browser which is kind of better than writing them down on paper but still not very secure to have your web browser remembering your usernames and passwords. There is an exception to that, I'll come back to that. Uh, then you should allow it to delete the passwords that are in your browsers, get rid of all of those and let the password manager be the host of your usernames and passwords for all the websites you use. And then as you visit websites, it will prompt you, would you like to save this password? You can categorize them, you can put a note on there to remind yourself, perhaps your security questions, things that you need to remember. And then lastly, you'll want to extend that password manager out to your tablet and smartphone and other devices that you use. The key is you're remembering one complex password for yourself and that unlocks, unencrypts all of the logins. And believe me, once you go through this, you'll realize many of us have more than 100 passwords. Um, this, the, this last step beyond those three key components is to then make sure that you go over time, you don't necessarily have to do this all at once, uh, but over time you should go to each of your primary accounts that you use regularly and make sure that each account has a unique, difficult password. Password managers will help you generate those passwords and remember them so that you don't have to. This eliminates writing them down, trying to store them somewhere where it, again, it, it opens up that gap for security. Now I mentioned about browsers. Apple Safari uses the Apple Keychain, which is a secure tool to store credentials and secure information about the operation of your Mac computers. It's, it's a toss up yet whether I would consider it equal to password managers, but if you are a Mac, iPad, iPhone user exclusively, the Apple Keychain does encrypt your usernames and passwords stores them in such a way that you can use them on Safari on your Mac, on Safari on your tablet, and Safari on your iPhone. So that is an option. I prefer, even though I am a Mac, tablet, phone user, I prefer using a password manager where that's all it focuses on is credentials. 
uh, it syncs across those platforms. And again, you only have to remember that one password. This eliminates a gigantic gap, as I started with this session, uh, in our security by making sure we have unique, difficult passwords for every site that we use. A final step is to mention those password managers. LastPass, which is found at lastpass.com, RoboForm, again, also found at roboform.com, and 1Password. You can actually type in 1Password.com or you can go to AgileBits, A-G-I-L-E-B-I-T-S.com. All three have Windows and Mac solutions that also extend to, at minimum, iPhones and Android phones. Some also extend to Windows phones. So if you're using, for example, like I am, a Surface Pro 3 right now and evaluating it, I also have a Nokia Lumia 1020. I can extend LastPass, in my case, to all of my devices, Macs, tablets, Androids, Windows, and Windows phones. So you can see the convenience and how it can make a big difference. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes. I'm actually uh, running a column in Investment News as well this week that talks about how password managers work. And I'll also throw a few notes in there about two-factor authentication, which I think is important. And LastPass uh, supports two-factor authentication for securing your passwords even another layer deep. And then we'll follow up with another episode on two-factor again soon. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. And I always welcome your questions and look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to The Digital Well, a podcast by Blaine Warren. To ask a question or submit some feedback, you can find me on Twitter at Blano, B-L-A-N-O, or you can go to thedigitalwell.com, where you can also subscribe to be sure you don't miss an episode. Thanks as always for tuning in, and we do hope to hear from you soon.